The Greenhouse Effect is sponsored by Greenlight Photography. Check the show notes for details. Last week, I took a picture of my cat. Her name is Puppy. It's a cute picture, but you should see my daddy's pictures. They're great. You should check them out. Go to Linktree slash Greenlight Photo and get your own copy. Okay, I gotta go play with Puppy. Bye! everybody it is 12 o'clock on a thursday which means one thing that you are inside the greenhouse effect and i am your host brooklyn's favorite polymath hayden green and the greenhouse effect for those of you who are new to the greenhouse effect is a weekly podcast where we will be talking about what's happening in the world and around the city and we'll look at it from a multicultural point of view and that multicultural point of view is mine uh so today is one of those days where we have uh, everything in the world happening and um so we've got a lot of stuff to talk about uh i, I don't know where we're even gonna where, where to even start we'll let it go as it goes right um if you are listening to us on your favorite podcast website or whatever, or like Spotify, Apple Music, or anything like that, please leave a comment. I read those comments, and uh, and we definitely will get to that. Uh, if you are uh, watching us live on Facebook Live, like Kurt and Krista are right now, what's up, good people? Uh, please feel free to drop stuff in the chat. I see you guys have already started talking. Uh, y'all are always good at uh, keeping me, uh, I guess, keeping me straight on the straight and narrow when I start going all over the place. So uh, we look forward to those comments. Anyway, uh, yeah, so a lot of stuff happening. Uh, it's a 4th of July weekend. Uh, today is June 30th. So we have, for most people, we have a four-day weekend. And uh, I'm gonna treat the Fourth of July the way that uh, that that people treat Juneteenth. I'm just use it the way I need to use it. Um, and uh, and Krista says she's sending love and light to everyone in these tough days. It, these are really tough days. All right. So uh, and, and and I am ragged. Like I've got long nails. Of my beard is all scruffy. Those of you who are listening, you probably can't see that. Well, no, you definitely can't see that. But I'm I'm all scruffy and. Um, and, 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 oh, and for those of you who uh, c- constantly say, oh, well, Hayden can't grow here. He's bald by, you know, because he uh, he can't, you know, his hairline is receding. There, look, that's here. All of that is here. Uh, I, for those of you listening, I am showing my hair to, or my little bit of hair because I shave it off all the time. But I haven't gotten around to shaving it off because I've been busy um, doing a lot of different things. Uh, a couple of weeks, last week, as a matter of fact, I was a keynote speaker for a high school graduation. That was one of the more interesting things that I've ever done, you know, because you think about it, and, and I don't know if I mentioned this last week, I probably didn't. Um, when you think about it, you don't really think, oh, okay, uh, this is the thing that is going to be setting these people on their pathway 
right? And uh, and it's like, oh, okay, well, and then I stopped and thought, I was like, wait a minute, I don't remember my high school graduation. Um, and so, you know, I, but it was, it was impactful. I had a, a couple of people reach out to me afterwards and, um, and say that they were, you know, impacted by what I had said. So maybe I did, I did well, right? Maybe I did well. All right. So, um, uh, wait, Curtis saying that I don't have here. Look, man, it's, this is a week's worth of here, right? So like if I let it grow, it'll grow. So, but I, that was just for, there are a couple of people who are of the opinion that I no longer can grow here. That's why I shaved my head, but that's not the case. I shaved my head because it's the only way I look good. Um, and that's why I also tan because that's what makes my wife interested in, in loving me. Uh, <laughs> that's a loaded statement. Aisha's going to kill me for that. Um, all right. Uh, I want to keep us on track. Uh, so we let's uh, dive right in. Uh, the first thing I'm going to talk, I'm, I'm going to get to the Supreme Court in a second. But the first thing that I want to dive right into is uh, the January 6th, January 6th hearings. So I think one of the, the baseline for all of the January, all the stuff that's coming out in the January 6th is that it was an absolute crazy day, crazy time. And it was... Uh, what people have been trying to figure out is who was culpable. Who was the person who lit the fire? Who was the person that lit the fuse? And we are increasingly hearing that it was the president, right? Um, but this week, uh, we had real confirmation um, that not only did Trump know what was going on, but he encouraged a mob that was heavily armed uh, to go down to the Capitol. So we heard from Cassidy Hutchinson, uh, who is a White House aide to the chief of staff at the time, who was Mark Meadows. And Cassidy Hutchinson says, oh, and, and so for those of you who don't understand, or not that don't understand, or don't know what, what happens in these White House briefings or stuff like that, or in 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 the way things go, um, uh, the 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 every time some I'm stuttering over my own words. Every time somebody says anything, there are a bunch of people in the room, um, and when there are not a bunch of people in the room, that's where people have cause for concern, right? So there are a bunch of people in the room. Chief of staff is the person who's making sure that everything is running the way that it's supposed to run. The president is where they're supposed to be. Everybody who's supporting the president is where they're supposed to be. That's what they're supposed to be doing. The White House aides are the people who help the, the cabinet people. So the chief of staff has an aide or it has multiple aides. Um, the president has multiple aides. And so all of these people are there to make sure that all of the things that, that go into being a president all happen at once. Right. And that's where that's this. That's where she was. Right. So um, Cassidy Hutchinson would be privy to hearing all of these conversations because she was an aide to the person who is coordinating all of these things. So that's to give you a little bit of a background as to why her testimony is important. It's also important because with the rest of the people that are being that are testifying those are political players right so 
most of the times when you are an aide, um, you know, you're thinking about going into politics, but you're not necessarily a politician and you're not necessarily beholden to one or the other. Aides tend to switch up who they work for on a regular basis. So she doesn't have a lot to lose is what I'm saying. And uh, and she's not necessarily one of these high level players who is uh, doing stuff to to make people um, look one way or the other. So Cassidy Hutchinson says, hey, listen, we were in a room and a bunch of people told Trump that they were confiscating guns and and weaponry from uh, the people who were coming to this January 6th rally. And by weaponry, everything from mace to knives to chains to bats, all of that stuff was being confiscated. And all of that stuff was present in the crowd. And this was told to the um, to the president at the time, uh, Trump. And his and they said we need to put up metal detectors to be safe. And he said, Don't worry, don't put those up. He called them mags. Don't put those up because they're not coming to hurt us. I've heard a lot of stuff that's been through these testimonies, but that might be one of the more damning statements. They're not coming to hurt us. What that says is that we know who they're going to be targeting. We know that they were bringing guns and weapons and were militarized. We know that they were here to um, to cause as much damage as they possibly can and possibly hurt people. We know all of that stuff, and we also know who the targets are. And we know that the targets are not us, right? Because those are our people. They're not coming to hurt us. So now there's a whole thing about whether or not there are criminal charges that should be brought up against um, up against Trump. And I have said this before, and I will say it again, and I am really, truly, I really, truly believe this, and it did, does not make me feel better to say it out loud, but nothing will come of this. America does not want to have on its, America does not want to have a convicted felon as one of its of its president does not want one of its presidents to be a convicted felon right even even um nixon who you know resigned in, in disgrace and all immediately was pardoned by gerald ford right so like they don't want that to have to to to, to be on our history logs <sighs> I don't think anything's going to happen to Donald Trump. I think that there are probably some minor players that will probably catch some fire, but nothing is going to happen, and all of the people that should be going to jail will get off scot-free. All right, what's going on in the chat? Caitlin says, my husband was like typical Republicans, forgot the secretary was in the room and acted like no one was watching. Right, speaking of Cassidy Hutchinson, right? Like, just start talking like, there are heirs in this room who are not priv- who, who who we should be not be talking in front of, and they did anyone anyway. uh, so case also said I have little 
to no confidence that anyone will be punished for findings of these hearings. That's my point, right? She, K Caitlin and I are, are, are both agreeing on this, is that we don't think anything's going to happen. Like, what? There, there, first of all, there is no precedent for the American judicial system to um, to do anything, right? There is no, no, we have not seen in history where a former president or a sitting president has, you know, done any kind of criminal, has gone through any kind of criminal proceedings. Not done. What is really interesting is the person that, um, the person who is most, the person who would bring those criminal proceedings is Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland is the same guy that uh, they prevented from even being considered as a Supreme Court judge. That's same Merrick Garland, right? So he should have something in his craw already for the for the, for the Republican Party because they prevented him from even seeing the light of a hearing, right? They were like, no. We're not going to let a lame duck president at that time, President Obama, we're not going to let a lame duck president choose the next um, the next uh, 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 Supreme Court justice. And then those very same people <laughs> turned around and allowed a lame duck president in Trump to appoint Amy Baron Cohen. I... You know, and, and I say this all the time. We, If you've listened to this podcast more than once, you'll hear me say this. It is flabbergasting to me that our politicians and the people who are in charge of running this country seem to assume that people, A, forget, B, there is not a actual physical record of you saying certain things, and C, apparently think that they can say whatever and no one will hold their feet to the fire. And you know why? Because the last part is actually true. The last part is true. You know, the, the politicians go about and say whatever they want to say and without any kind of impunity and nobody holds them to the fire. Nobody holds their feet to the fire. Well, let me rephrase that. Republicans do and say whatever they want, and nobody holds their feet to the fire. Literally everybody who does anything wrong on the Democratic side of the fence uh, immediately is ousted, not by Republicans, but by their own party. Look at Al Franken. Al, a, a picture of Al Franken surfaced from when he was in the, when he was doing USO tours with a fellow comedian. I'm not saying he was right. I'm not saying he was wrong. I'm saying that this was something that happened many, many, many years ago. Al Franken was a respected member of Congress. And because that picture surfaced, within within weeks, Al Franken resigned, forced by his own party to, to... Like, look at all the stuff that has come out about Republican misdoings. And they're all like, nah, that's fine. There's people in here who have pedophilia on their computers, who have... All these kinds of, like, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene has said some of the most egregious things. Have they resigned? No, because the Republicans are built differently than Democrats. Period. 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 Caitlin also says Mitch 
out uh, uh, some called Mitch out on it said that he didn't care there was no one to beat there was no one to beat him in an election that's exactly right that's my point about nobody's holding their feet to the fire because the people who are doing and saying these things know that uh, there is nobody to run against them. Although there was a, a really big contender for Mitch's seat, Mitch McConnell's seat, um, at the last election, but he got stomped out with like super money, like really big money. Anyway, all right. So we are 15 minutes in. <laughs> to a 45 minute podcast and we already got we only got to one subject all right so i want to go back uh, i want to go to get to the supreme court stuff so let's take a quick break and we will be right back and talk a little bit about the supreme court and it's going to be a little bit trust me Welcome back. This is the Greenhouse Effect, and I am your host, Hayden Green, and we are talking about what's been happening over the week. Uh, And if you are unfamiliar with the Greenhouse Effect, it is a podcast, a weekly podcast that looks at all of the different things that happen during the week and from a multicultural point of view, and that multicultural point of view is mine. All right. I'm a little bit frustrated. Um... And, and I'm probably, frust- I'm frustrated, not probably be because, uh, and probably not because of why you think I'm frustrated. I'm a little frustrated because for some strange reason, the recent Supreme Court Justice, the Supreme Court Justice decision about uh, abortion has taken some people by surprise. This is what is confusing to me. This is what is frustrating to me. First of all, nobody on this podcast should be surprised by that decision for a couple of different reasons. We've been talking about this for a couple of years. Um, we haven't we haven't shied away from all of the things that have been leading up to this. Uh, I was having a conversation with my wife, who is the smartest person in our household, and uh, she informs me even my appreciation of what is going on with Roe v. Wade is it is it doesn't go far enough back like there's if I if I looked at all of the things that were really happening with Roe v. Wade I'd find even more stuff and so if you were listening to this podcast and you were surprised then I need you to go back and listen to it again because we've been talking about this from the minute that uh, 45 got elected. We've been talking about this and talking about the fact that he'd been appointing judges all around the country to solidify a base, a, a conservative base, so that there is a, uh, there is a, a foundation for when the Supreme Court made a decision that the lower courts were able to back it up. They also were saying they were also placing these judges in places and were always were enacting lawsuits that were frivolous. And we talked about this. And and I hope y'all remember this. Please let me know y'all remember this. They were frivolous because we knew that they would not stand 
in uh, in the states and that the states they would lose and then they would elevate those cases up towards the Supreme Court and because the Supreme Court at the time was not you know uh, conducive to talking about Roe v Wade it didn't look like they were going to go anywhere until Donald Trump and the Republican Party put in three conservative judges ultra conservative judges who lied at their you know their confirmation hearings about how they felt about Roe v Wade and what they were going to do if they were appointed into Roe v Wade uh, and so three conservative judges were put on the bench and so the the it passed six to three right um, and again you can't be surprised because this has been going on for for years and years and years and we've been talking about it for years but the other piece of it is is that people are still surprised that this happened now um because there were there was a leak it's not like this came by surprise the leak happened in april or may or something along those lines so we know it was coming on the pike i even told you that by june that roe v wade would be gone and I don't know if people thought that the leak meant that there was still time to change people's minds, not with that conservative bench, not with that conservative bench. And it was a five, sorry, a six to three decision. Five out of the six people were men making decisions about women's bodies. I don't know what Amy Barron Cohen, Amy Barrett Cohen is, is, is thinking, but you know, there are a lot of conservative women who believe that um, that women should not control their own bodies. Don't know how that happens. That's a weird dissidence in people's minds. But in a, in those five were two men who were accused of sexual assault. First of all, it blows my mind that there are two men who are accused of sexual assault that are sitting on the highest the highest court in the land. Uh, how where they do that at well apparently america um anyway so those two men got to make a decision about women and two out of three out of, as i just mentioned three out of the, the the people who made those decisions were appointed by somebody who is a known sexual predator and deviant donald trump you know y'all could come for me if you want to but i stand by those words Right. Anyway, so I'm a little bit frustrated by the people who were surprised by all of this. Uh, Caitlin says those people are idiots. The writing was on the wall and people, a.k.a. white women, threw their vote away in 2016. And now they're crying. Eris um, is joining us. Welcome, Sora. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. This is this is. There is a, uh, uh, I forgot what the terminology was, but there is a whole um, idea of um, regret from people who voted for Trump and realized what it actually meant. Trump is nothing but a puppet. For those of you who don't know, Trump is a puppet. Trump doesn't care about any of this stuff. All Trump wanted to do was solidify his place so that he could then turn around and use all of his business contacts that he had gotten through being president to further advance his money. Trump doesn't care about all of this stuff. 
Trump is not a chest-thumping Republican. In fact, there, Trump donates, to, when he was not political, Trump donated to both sides of the aisle, just as much to the, to the Democrats as he did to the Republicans. Trump had everybody in his pocket. And so when he ran as a Republican, you knew that it was because he saw an opportunity. And then the Republicans, like Mitch McConnell, saw an opportunity for the base that he brought along. First of all, Trump is the greatest charlatan, better than P.T. Barnum, any and, and any kind anybody you want to throw the names at and, and, and include that, include Hitler on that on that um on that list. Trump went to people who were barely making ends meet, who were who who were starving in the Midwest and said, I'm just like you. I understand you and galvanized an entire base around his around his call. This dude has never seen a poor day in his life ever. And yet he was able to convince all of these people that he was their advocate, that he was their boy, that he would stand up for them. He didn't care about y'all. If you and I know there are no deep-seated Republican conservatives listening to my podcast, and that's fine. But if one of y'all tripped and fell into this podcast, I got news for you. Trump does not care about poor people. He really, really does not. He does not care. Uh, all those people that are waving flags and, and talking about he's there, he, he doesn't care about y'all. And, and you have to show me what he did to improve your lives in terms of economic. He didn't. But you know what? I'm backtracking. If you want to hear my thoughts on that, go back and listen to other the, the former podcast podcast because it's it's a it's it's amazing. All right. Um Amy Caitlin said Amy thinks she's in men Amy Baron Cohen, Cohen uh thinks that she is in menopause and doesn't have to worry about it and is rich and can send her daughter to another state which was why we need younger people in government. This is true. Um, Eric says it's also because the highest rate of abortions are by white women, which is also true. Uh, Eris also says that they are wanting to increase white population from minority to majority. And imagine if Jim Jones had social media, he would have had Trump beat. Wow, that's a that that that's 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 a that's a big statement. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Jim Jones is. A, uh, a a preacher of sorts uh, from Guyana who got people to drink uh, cyanide laced uh, uh, cyanide laced Kool Aid and killed a whole bunch of people in Guyana. Um, Dave says, "I like the word charlatan. He has been he has refined redefined the whole meaning. He is also a pimp because he used pimp logic on all those uh, broke mofos facts." <laughs> Seth says, remember the quote, I can be convict if I can convince the lowest white man he's better than the best colored man, he won't notice that you're picking his pocket. Hell, give him somebody to look down on and he'll empty his pockets for you. No truer words. No truer words. And that's how this country was built on. Um, it's actually the origin of the words black and white. Uh, because at a certain point in time, there were there was a movement that said all of the landowners were being oppressive to everybody else in, in the country. And so the poor started rising up against each other. So the poor Europeans and the poor formerly enslaved people were all rising up together. 
And in a Machiavellian move, right, in a Machiavellian move, they instituted, or not instituted, they introduced the com this conversation about being white, right? And what white meant was you are from Europe, and, and whereas you don't have any land, and I do, and that separates me, right? But we are connected because we're all European. So you no longer have to fight me, Mr. English descendant. You no longer have to fight me, Mr. German descendant. You no longer have to fight me, Mr. Dutch descendant. We're all white together. And you know who the real criminal is? Those formerly enslaved people. We need to be better than them. Because even if you are the poorest of them all, you're still better than anybody who's uh, good and, you know, the richest of them, you know, people. And says, right, that's LBJ. Forwarded conversation. He didn't start white. And, and because that's first where you came from. The Italian, the English, talk you emphron, right? But we came this up. We got to bring and And you don't have any land, people. And marginalized people who are European. Just that was good to be than being black. That's where so one thing that I needed to really is that we are having this kind of abortion and everybody's running around Houston talking about uh, age and all these different things. And also is contraception, which is weird to me, right? Like, you, so people to abortion, all want them to from happening. Like, y'all just get And all the things that in all of these messages. For clarification, way does not say that abortion is a country. Right of a not an inalienable right, but the university ways that because what it does is that they get to decide which uh, states get to decide whether or not abortion is legal. There's no federal mandate for abortion rights in this country. That's a very function that's a little breed in all of it. And, and so, talking about it's like, well, these are the states that trigger law, and the trigger law is we got it about uh, that had tri trigger law was illegal. Uh, here it's still legal, here it's stopped uh, or, uh, until they go. And so thinking about all the difference that the states are now enacted. Was. What is based, this is not a, an about option. This is an about state. This is a decision that is saying that we are not going to, uh, we're going to make a fairly mandated decision. We're going to allow the states to make decisions. That, will, that the current Republican Party has been fighting. They want low the gun. They want the states to govern themselves and this is moved towards states and, and if you miss you're going to miss a lot of the stuff that's also coming up which is more nefarious dangerous uh chief among the chief architect clarence thomas and clarence thomas has, has been you know what i just said because clarence has been doing ever since longest serving supreme court just can't feel old for those of my age right he is the longest serving supreme court justice and he have been public all words gates Jenny, Jenny Thomas, Clarence being the uh, of Republican Party for many, many years. And so she is all of these. And she has the direct of the pillow talk of a Supreme Justice. The fact that Clarence Thomas should recuse from a number of decisions. What is instead happening? And is being paid decision. That's thing that's happening. This thing happening is that these are decisions made from a religious point of view. Right? The the this born and human rights is a value. It's a Christian, and so the creation of church is steadily erased. It isn't about it, though, that a huge part of it. But who is people? Women are one thing or another. This country that was 
administration of churches and that eroded is being eroded by approved decision of being all throughout the Supreme Court. Said says uh, you like better than cooks procreation. Sadly, some doctored this thinking as well. That's the issue. Uh, I can't dispute that. I you know there the right to, the right to man before they to white women. Um, and it was a it 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 has been very documented. Man, country do not respect of women, white, Asian, indigenous, whatever. Right? They and it is. A, it's in. They come from patriarchies. Uh, they only respect our thought disease. Uh, and this is not everybody. So, you know, I'm not at, like when you go into this white house, you know, all white men disrespect women. What I'm saying is that comes to structure. The, the, the MO or the commonality of that, um, and, and they play this way, is that white men want to away from decision making and politics. It's true. There, you, there are enough evidence to prove that as, tr as true. So, here we are. We have the erosion of uh, church versus state. Uh, we have the erosion of uh, the federal influence and, and the, the rise uh, of states, and this will get worse. And so I'm gonna try to, try to keep an eye on it, but don't put enough going on. Uh, so the Christian value, uh, it's, it's not Jewish, they should start they should sue states with abortion laws as a violation of the religious freedom. But right, my religion doesn't say that the fetus, uh, um, that the fetus is a person until taking their first breath. So, th so there's there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot going around. I saw said um you know, how rapists get to choose who carries their children. Uh, I saw a lot of rhetoric about uh, if a third. If a 13-year-old can't adopt a child, why government force? Why are certain states forcing them become parents when you know if they adopt a child that then uh, to be pronounced? So, all of that stuff is. Says I remember the Star Legend political cartoon in the 90s. Is climbing affirmative action rope and cutting it behind. Scotus will be citing an affirmative action. Well, the other thing about action, there is no reason about affirmative action. It is the most loosey goosey disputed. There is no to overturn per se it has been the opinion of the court business and the the actual population but it is as i just said it that's is as loose as it is uh, been put in the courts right so there's a lot of stuff to talk about you know i <laughs> you're, eris is saying that the discussion that will need parts and she's saying the greening edition listen a lot of stuff coming on the pipe i'm acting a uh a podcast with um, with uh, my my Victoria about TV show a little bit later, but yeah, we might need to move to an evening edition. Or maybe I own. Hmm, maybe I need a video show. Hmm. The right people are listening to the podcast. Wow. Hmm. Anyway, right, we gotta take. Um, we are running long. Wanted to get in. Uh, Giselle Matt and um, and we're not gonna have very much time to talk about it. So we're gonna take a quick break and we we'll right back. The greenhouse effect this is <laughs> your host and Brooklyn's favorite polymath green. And we at what's happening in the over the last week, we look at it from a multicultural point of view, and that multicultural is all right. So, whew, 
major decision and only people only heard about the first the second one so um today is so on monday Zane maxwell i remember her, she was and uh, woman of uh jeffrey epstein and uh, the main conspirator uh with the sex the sex thing that jeffrey epstein was it of uh and so going after her well i you must say that they only committed suicide. for those of you listening the podcast i'm holding up uh committed suicide in right and so they only went after her because what was left they really wanted to. so he uh, on this podcast had talked about that for a while because uh maxwell had the receipts she had the receipts of all of the people who were um clients of of jeffrey epstein who were on that island who were abusing these young women and so she had the receipts and they i, I knew they were going to try to go after her uh go after those things and so this has been the most hush hush trial that i have ever seen in my entire life uh this is a woman who has information about politicians industry mavens uh industry titans i should say not just mavens industry titans and you know people who are in the public eye and we didn't hear anything about this trial i was telling my wife was like we've heard more information about the johnny depp amber heard trial than we have about the jazane maxwell trial which is flabbergasting and that just tells you just how much power the people who she uh represented or serviced really have because they kept this bad boy hush hush so much so that i don't know how many people on here who are listening right now knew that she that her that her sentencing was this week we all knew about you know r kelly but how many people knew about just you know maxwell's sentencing was this week and that's the scary part right that is the real scary part about this whole thing is that there are so many powerful people that are that were involved in this 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 whole thing that um we didn't really even get to hear about it because they put a wet blanket over everything well on monday she was convicted uh for 20 years for her role in the sex trafficking uh that she and jeffrey epstein were involved in 20 years okay uh who knows how many years of those that she'll do and um i, I needed to dig up and see if the wa- the years that she had already served while waiting trial would be counted um towards her 20 years but she got 20 years then right on the heels of that our favorite pp man uh mr uh uh mr robert kelly got 30 years for trafficking for human trafficking and um and sex offenders and 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 one of the things that i wanted to talk about r kelly because it was obvious that he was guilty. This man is evil. This man is truly, truly evil. The thing that <clears throat> the thing that got R. Kelly was not that he was doing these acts to people, right? Uh, not that he was a sexual deviant. It's that he created a whole system, an organization, by which he would transport these women back and forth over state lines. If he didn't do, if he did it in one state, they may not have got him. 
but they got him because he was doing it over state lines and it was a federal infraction. And this is the part that saddens me the most because there was a systemic, there was a whole organization where he would take his fans and people that, uh, you know, believed that he was going to help their career and just sexually abuse them. Uh, if you ever watch the, the Surviving R. Kelly uh, documentary, it is very disturbing. And, and, and there are those that felt that if he never was caught, he'd have been doing it to this day. I personally think that there are people who, t- who filled the void that R. Kelly left. You heard me say it, right? And so I think that there are uh, still a lot of sex trafficking being done utilizing some of the facilities and, uh, and, and things that he, he, put into, he put into place. So they're now off to jail. R. Kelly got 30 years, three decades. He will be 85 by the time he gets out. Uh, and somebody asked a question, and this is a really good question. Somebody asked a question, if R. Kelly records an album in jail and it's available on different parts, different, different platforms, will people buy it? And the answer is yes. There were people lined up outside his courtroom chanting for him because they think that he is being um, unjustly criminalized. I, I, I think that these people have never watched anything that had to do with R. Kelly. And I think that it is so far, like you have to be so delusional to believe that this man is innocent. And, and I can say that even if I never read, watched anything about the sex trials. Why? He put it in his music. R. Kelly sang about the stuff that he's being commi- convicted for. Go look. It won't take you too long. He called himself the Pied, Pied, the Pied Piper of R&B. All right, let's break that down for one second. His nickname, self-given nickname, was the Pied Piper of R&B. What did the Pied Piper do? The Pied Piper was brought on to get rid of rats, right? He played his pipe, and when they, the villagers did not want to pay the man, he took self-same pipe and lured away what? The children. He lured away the children from the village. Took children from their homes away, and the, the story is never clear about what happened to those children. He told you. You don't need a court. And these are the people who, these are, these are people now standing outside a courtroom talking about free R. Kelly. No. R. Kelly's right where he's supposed to be. You know who needs to be freed? Brittany Griner, who is still in a jail in Russia and can't get no kind of ends. Brittany Griner's wife was supposed to have a, uh, a phone call with her. I think it was her birthday. Something was happening, and Brittany Griner's wife was like, 
the State Department was supposed to set up a uh, a phone call so this woman could talk to her wife. And it was on a Sunday, and she called, the wife in the United States called, and there was nobody there. This woman is wallowing away in a Russian pre- in a Russian prison, and nobody was there so that they, they that she could communicate with her wife. And the Justice Department is is now you know talking about, and I said this last week, has now uh, you know listed her as unjustly detained in in Russia, but they are dragging their feet with this woman. Dragon. She's been in there for over 120 days at this point. She was convicted. She was held in in um, February, and it is now 120 something days. Uh, Caitlin says another failure of the Biden administration. If she were white, she would have done political prisoner trade already. Well, that's not exactly true either, Caitlin, because there actually are white, still white political prisoners um, that are out there that have not come home. Right. Um, And I do think that there are there are race aspects to this conversation, uh, but um, they're not moving as nearly as fast as they they possibly could. Right. And so. uh, So they were so 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 there's, there's that dichotomy as well, like there are definite missteps because. I, you know, I personally believe that she's a person of color and they just don't really care. Um, but uh, there are a lot of people who are being held all around the world. In fact, there's a whole guy. I talked about this last week. There's a whole guy whose job it is to bring home people who are unjustly held. And he has a whole job. Right. Um, anyway, so I, I think that the Russians are holding on to Brittany Griner as a pawn. Uh, because of, like said, just said, what's going on in the Ukraine, and uh, and and these are and and he's and she's not the only one, but it took a long time for her to be even designated as an unjustly held American. So that's a whole that that's a whole nother thing. Anyway, Iris, you know, circling back, said, what not just R. Kelly, but what about the people who brought people to R. Kelly, the Jazen Maxwell of R. Kelly's life, right? Where are those people and where and have they been looked at? And they probably have. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of investigations that are probably ongoing, but we don't know about it. Anyway, we are long and and, and I want to make sure that uh, y'all get off and do the, the things that y'all need to do and prepare for this 4th of July. Uh, if y'all are having a barbecue, let brother know. I could always, I could always eat. You know, this big belly will uh, is evidence of the fact that I could always eat. But uh, we are going to close out today's, this week's podcast. Uh, you've been listening to The Greenhouse Effect. And again, I'm Brooklyn's favorite polymath, Hayden Green. And I want to thank you always for hanging with me for the time that we have here on Thursdays. And now go out and be warm to another human. Thank you so much. Y'all have a good night.